Okay. Amen. I see that. Let me get that out of the way. How's everybody doing this morning? Man, y'all are kind of spread out. I, I have to keep doing this. Maybe a little exercise. Amen. All right. Amen. Well, it's good to be in church. How many of y'all glad you're here? And I don't know about you, but I'm glad I'm saved. Amen. Uh, he didn't finish the story. 32 Bibles, 8 saved total over the two days. And so, uh, man, what a blessing. You know, just uh, aren't you glad God's still in the saving business? Amen. I, I don't know about you, but it, it, it just amazes me uh, that I'm saved. That uh, really that the Lord uh, would use us. Let's just be honest, folks. We're not worthy of anything. Uh, we deserve hell and uh, God and just his goodness and grace has uh, chosen to offer to us salvation. You know, he didn't do that for any other creature. I mean, you think of uh, all the other creatures on this planet and in the spiritual world. God never offered salvation to the angels that rebelled. And uh, yet to man, he uh, offered redemption. Can you, can you believe, I, I mean, that he, he died for us. Folks, we're not worthy of that. We, we, you know, let's be honest. Sometimes we need to be really be careful about how highly we think of ourselves, because we really do. We and, and especially, let's be honest. I, I do believe in American exceptionalism. We we are an exceptional people and nation, but it is not because of us. Uh, and and sometimes we, we do, and especially the lost crowd gets to thinking, you know, we're something. And and we need to be just reminded who we are. We're nothing. And without Christ, we can do nothing. And uh, man, just to just to stop and think, I get to come here today, be around a bunch of people that love God, that uh, want to sing the songs of Zion, that says to him, you're my God. And I'm here, everything that we do today will be in an act of worship towards him. I mean, every, every song sung, every prayer prayed, every offering given, the preaching, uh, the, the whole thing, it's, it's in act of worship towards him. We're here because of him. And so, uh, amen. I, I'm, just, I'm just glad to be here. All right, take your Bible this morning, Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. You know, I was saying, and, and I, I, don't, I don't buy it, but, uh, you know, in dealing with people, man, you, we do need to use wisdom. They're, they're, you know, you stop and think, folks are hurting. Folks are scared. I don't know about you, and I, I it just it just gets me. I, I I never thought our nation would be in the place that it's in. This crowd over here, y'all don't y'all don't know the same uh, 
uh, uh, America that I do. Uh, and I don't even understand much of the thought process that y'all have. Uh, I'm just being honest. I, uh, the gray hairs in here understand what I'm saying. This is, this is not the America I grew up in. It's a, it's a whole different place, whole different mentality. There was, there was integrity even amongst the lost crowd. And, and now... Our, our governments in open corruption sell themselves for influence, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't get all the the uh, thoughts. I've I've said this many times in a way of uh, uh, of being funny, I guess. But I've never had this thought in in my mind, brother Mike. Looked across the room, saw some man. And thought, boy, I can't wait to kiss him. Can I say that's not a normal thought? But they're trying to tell us it is. They're, they're trying. In fact, they they ridicule me because I would even make a joke like that. Uh, they got that fella in Washington that uh, is an admiral. That calls himself Rachel Levine. Dresses like a woman, acts like a woman. I don't get that kind of thinking. And I, can I be honest? I don't want to get that kind of thinking. I, 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 it, we're just in a, we, we are in a dark hour. The Bible, I believe the Bible calls it perilous times. Amen. All right. None of that has anything to do with my lessons. So uh, I better get over to that. Amen. And get busy with what the Lord uh, Put in my heart for uh, Sunday school. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4, if you would, look at verse 2. And I, I want to just take a phrase out of that verse and, and look at it this morning. Hebrews 4, 2, if you have that, say amen, wave at me, do something, let me know you got it. All right, if you have it, this is what it says. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. I, I want to take that phrase, but the word preached did not profit them. And, and if I could just kind of lift that out and, and teach a lesson on this this morning, how to get the most out of the message. How to get the most out of the message. Why? I, I, I'm just start off with a couple of questions. Why do we come to church? What, what are we here for? We talked about part of it already. We are here to worship God. Amen. Uh, I mean, we are here to uh, uplift him and, and what he has done for us. And, and that, that is part of what we do. Part of it is this. It's, it's a social aspect to it. Uh, Man, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And it is an encouragement to one another to come down to the house of God to be around like-minded people. Amen? Now, I admit, and I, I tell folks this everywhere I go, and y'all forgive me now, but I'm a retarded Texan. I, I don't think like everybody else. Amen? I, 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 I get it. I admit it. I, but... But I like being around y'all. I, I mean, 
Now, y'all forgive me. I'm, I'm going I'm to make some of you mad, so just hang on. Amen. But, but I don't know what I'm doing up here in Yankee land. It doesn't make sense to me. I, you know, I, I don't think like y'all. I, I, it, it just, I, I don't know what it is. I look at Brother Mike and I think, man, I'm glad I don't think like him. Yeah, <laughs> amen. I mean, but I, 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 I mean, really, uh, and, and I think most of y'all have no idea of my testimony. I grew up in the Houston area in a town called Pasadena, Texas. Uh, I grew up in church at 12 years old. I rebelled against. Uh, my parents and all the uh, teaching and everything I'd been brought up under. Uh, at 16, quit going to church. I'd start doing drugs at 12 years old, sitting in a church pew. Didn't get saved till I was 23. And, and I, I, I do, I stop and think sometimes. I, I'm, I, I'm just a drug head from Texas. What what in the world am I doing? And I, I'm glad I get to come up here to New York and meet people like Brother Kenny. Get to meet you folks, even Brother Mike. I mean, you know. <laughs> I know that's a little weird, but that that is part of it, the social aspect. Uh, of church. It, it's fun, isn't it? I mean, I don't know about you, those that came out to the Bible handout. Man, it, it's fun just coming out there, getting to fellowship with one another, kind of getting to know one another a little bit more and all of that. Got to know Molly some and her testimony. Man, that's a blessing to me. And that's part of why we're here. Uh, I, I would, uh, uh, another thing is this, to, to uh, just to come down here to be increased in our Bible knowledge. Man, no doubt we, we need that, amen? Uh, if we're going to be more like him, then we need to be increased. And what does this book say about him? What does it say about us? And what, what, what is our life to be and so on? So, and, and no doubt all of those things are good and right. But let me, let me say this, if we come down here and, and we hear the preaching and, and we get nothing out of it, we get no profit from it, though those other things are good, can I say primarily what we're here for today is the preaching. And, and so we, it is a must and, and I think it just makes sense. God wants us and expects us to profit from the preaching. Amen. And so how, how then do we go about getting the most out of the message? Let me give us a couple of things real quick. First, in Matthew 28, uh, 19 and 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, teaching them all things whatsoever I've commanded you. Now, is that what it says? It's a trick question now. I, I missed two words there. It says, teaching them to observe all things. 
whatsoever. Now, observe is not to see or view, all right? It is this, it's to do. To do, teaching them to do or to observe all things, whatsoever I've commanded you. Uh, take your Bible, Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, I can't quote the verses there, but uh, it, it, uh, Ephesians 4, 11, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, uh, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Understand two things he said there. Why are we here? Well, it, it's for this. A church is a training center. We're teaching folks to observe all the things that God's commanded us. And he says over here in Ephesians, he, he gave us evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting or the maturing of the saints, the equipping. Uh, Brother Wilkins, one of my teachers, used to say it like this, to bring to a high level of skilled ability. See, that, that's part of my job is to help bring you to a high level of skilled ability. See, understand the very moment you got saved, you were drafted. And you're in an army now. You're, to, you're in the ministry. You may not be called to full-time ministry, but you are in the ministry. How many of y'all are ordained? Would you raise your hand? Uh, now, see, let me... Let me remind you, he said, you have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you to go and bring forth fruit that your fruit should remain. Every one of you are ordained by God. You are set apart by God to do the work of the ministry. This place is the training place. This is where we come to learn scripture, where we get uh, the help that we need to accomplish the ministry that God has for each one of us, all right? So how, how do we then get the most as we come down here? This is what we're looking for. We, we want to hear from the word of God and, and to hear the word taught and preached uh, by the help and empowering of the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, so how do we get the most out of the message? So I, I want to just give us a few things. Preacher, what time is Sunday school over? 10.20. All right. We got plenty of time then if you all listen fast. All right. All right. Take your Bibles first. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible. I'm going to start reading in verse 5 and read down through the end of the chapter. 1 Corinthians 2, 5, it says that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect or mature, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Now, let me take a time out here. The mystery is not to the saved crowd, and he's going to explain that here. It's a mystery to the lost crowd. 
And he'll tell us that in the end of the, the chapter here in verse 14. But understand, the, the mystery is not for us. This is, the, the, the words of this book are to be open for us, all right? And he goes on, but we, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Many times we take that verse and we apply it to what we're going to find in heaven. God, that's not God's context. The context here is this. He has things for us now. He, has, he, he said, I hadn't seen, ear hadn't heard. He said, I've got some things that are a mystery to them, but as, as, for you, it is for you now to help us. Because let's, let's be honest, though I'm a retarded Texan, you are retarded New Yorkers. Yeah, man. And without God's help, we know nothing. And he said, man, I've got some great things for you right now. All right. So let's go on. Verse, uh, let's, verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even though, uh, excuse me, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man, that's a lost man, receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, Neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. See, the lost crowd can come in here and sit and listen, and they don't, they don't understand it. Now, uh, please get this. Please get a hold of this. Might they have an opinion about some of the things we say? Yes. Do they understand it? No. They cannot. That's what he just said. For the natural man receiveth not the things of their foolishness under him, neither can he know them. Man, they'll argue with you about infant baptism. They'll argue about what church is right, what Bible version is right. They'll argue because they have an opinion. But they don't understand even one iota. They don't get it. Why? Because we're talking about spiritual things. And they are spiritually dead. They know nothing. And so, please, do this. Be careful how you deal with them. Don't debate doctrine with a lost man. All you're doing is beating him up. He does not understand. And, and, and he, he thinks you're crazy because he doesn't get how you think. And, and so... When we begin to debate doctrine with the lost man, all we're doing is beating him up. It's like taking a 
fella that, that's uh, 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 deaf and going up to him said, could you give me directions to the post office? And he just stands there looking at you and you grab him and shake him. Give me directions. I've got to know. He can't even hear what you're saying. And you're just beating him up. And that's not fair. Quit doing that to the lost crowd. Don't argue with them about spiritual things. They need one thing. They need the gospel. Somebody that will love them and give them the gospel. Amen. So, now, now, let me finish there. The natural man receives not things of the Spirit of God, for their foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they're spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man, lost man. Don't worry about the lost crowd judging you. And you but you better learn to judge or discern all things. There's some things you and I ought not be involved in. We need to judge that. We need to have good discernment, all right? And not worry about what the lost crowd thinks. All right. Uh, for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have known the mind of Christ. Now, let me, let me get to the point. Uh, it, it's this. He is saying here that God has things for you and I as saved people. And as we come to the house of God, see, the Spirit of God knows what we need as individuals. And he will take the message and parse it out as needed. See, I can't do that. Pastor Kenny cannot do that. Pastor Legault could not do that. We're, we're not that smart. Say amen right there. But God is. And the Spirit of God knows the Spirit of man. And he can take, man, just a simple phrase sometimes. Just a word said. And it'll capture your mind and speak to your heart in an area where God wants to speak to you. So this is, this is the thing. How then do, does that apply to get the most out of the message? Well, then you better come down here spiritually prepared. Spiritually prepared. You, you, you say, what are you, what are you talking about? Well, 2 Corinthians 4 says this, that we're renewed day by day. I'd say first is to be prepared spiritually is to do this. You need to be walking with God daily. If you, listen. Now look, some of you thought this morning, hey, I'm going to go down there and God will just give me something that will help me. Well, he wanted to. But see, you had a responsibility when you got up this morning to get, your, get in your Bible and read your Bible and pray before you ever came down here so that you are spiritually prepared to receive from God. See, I, I cannot give you help unless you're already spiritually prepared. And, and it, is, it is your responsibility that when you come down here, man, God is going to give Pastor Kenny some messages. Uh, listen, he, he's the uh, under-shepherd here. 
and he's the one that God has, has chosen for this time to be pastor here to help feed the flock of God, to bring you folks to a high level of spiritual ability, all right? And, and so he may give him stuff. Can I say this? We preachers most of the time have no idea what we're preaching. We get up, we preach what God says to preach, and we don't know how it applies to everybody until you come and rat yourself out. You were preaching at me, weren't you? Oh, was I? I didn't know. Now I know. Amen. See, we don't, we don't know what's going on all the time. We don't know what's in your heart and life. But God does. And so he gives him some things. He directs the thoughts of his mouth and his mind. And, and so that it will be a help to you and I. And, and he really, he, he can't do that. He, he doesn't know. So don't rat yourself out, amen. <laughs> so do this. Walk with God daily. But, but do this too. Turn back to Psalms 119. Just, just two verses here. We could give many more, but verse 2. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that, and that seek him with the whole heart. Uh, let's see, I believe it's verse 10. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. I, I'd say this, man, in seeking to come spiritually prepared, walking with God, and then seeking God with the whole heart. Say, saying to God, everything that's in me, God, I want you. God, I, I, I am in and of myself. I'm empty. I'm nothing. God, I, I don't know. God, would you help me? You know, too many of us come half-hearted. Can I say this? Now, y'all don't get mad. If you do, get mad at preacher. He's the one let me come, all right? There's a crowd that's not here yet. They'll, they'll get here in a little while for the morning service. Can I be honest with you? See, they're just half-hearted. I'm not trying to be unkind. I'm just saying they are not giving them their whole heart to God to say, I want everything I can get from you. And they, they have one foot over here in the world, and they've got another one over here, and they're trying to straddle a fence. And you cannot straddle a fence with God. It just does not work. Every time you'll end up like this. Over here in the world. And there's that crowd that when they show up this morning, they won't be back tonight. Now, can I be honest with you? See, I, re I believe this with all my heart. We need revival in a desperate way in America. How are we going to have revival with one service a week? 
There is no way. I mean, I don't know about you. I, I'm for Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Sunday school, everything I can get in between, amen. And I still need revival. And I, I don't get that crowd that just, they, they won't give God the whole thing. Folks, if we're going to get some help, I'm telling you, you're going to have to be wholehearted with God. Saying, I, I, God, I'm needing everything I can get from you. Uh, do this. Pray in advance for the preacher. Pray for the message and pray for yourself. First, do this for the preacher that he would hear from God. Secondly, for the message that it would be, speak to you and to your needs. And thirdly, for yourself, that you would have grace to receive the message as a message for you and not for that guy behind you because we as Baptists are good at doing this, at shoveling it back. Boy, they needed that. Huh? We do. Why wow, he got them. And you don't even stop and think, how does that apply to me? Cut that out. The message is for you. God, give me the grace. Because let's be honest, we're not near as bad as the other guy. Amen. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of up here spiritually. He's, he's kind of, and I know what he needs. God, you should have just asked me. And, and, we, we, and then we do this. The preacher, the preacher nails our hide and we know it. And instead of thanking God that he did that, we, we, I mean, if he's at one door, we're going out the other one. Amen. Or we look at him cross-eyed because he nailed us. Now, let me help you again. He doesn't know he nailed you. Don't tell off. Keep it to yourself, amen. Now, there's sometimes he needs to know, amen, I get that. But, but listen... Don't get mad because he preached what God told him to preach. And it nailed your sin. Can, can I do this real quick? Everybody that with is, is without sin, would you stand up? I see. So, so understand, folks. We need help. All of us. Notice pastor was still sitting too. I mean, let's be honest. We, we are sinful people. Have y'all figured out yet God does not expect perfection? If he expected perfection, we're in trouble. Because there is nobody in here perfect. You messed up this week. And, and we don't like to admit it. Let's be honest, we're ashamed of it. We're embarrassed by it. I'm not going to get up here and tell you my sin. I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. I, in, in my heart and mind, and I'm being honest with you right now, I, I don't feel like I ought to be up here. 
It ought to be somebody else. And why God has chosen to use me, I, I don't know. I'm thankful. He's put something in my heart to want to be used. But I'm not worthy of that. I'm guilty just like everybody else. And, and so I understand, I need the preaching. I need grace to, as preacher nails me, to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for caring enough to keep working on me and not get mad at the preaching. Man, so many people do this, and I, I find it maybe down south more. I don't know uh, about up here, but down south, you know, there's a Baptist church on every corner. So it's easy to get mad at the preacher and, and take off, go find another church. Man, cut that kind of foolishness out. That doesn't even make good sense. Just stay and let God keep a chiseling away on you. Because, man, we look around, we have pride issues, we have anger issues. And, I mean, on and on we could go lustful thoughts and all that kind of... We, we need God's help. And we need a man of God to go ahead and get up and just preach without us making faces at him and, and getting upset. And, and why'd you say that? You, I know you was preaching right at me. You, you had me in mind. No, he didn't. He's just trying to be obedient to God. And so uh, ask God, help the preacher to hear from you. God, that the message is for me. And then give me grace to accept the message. Then come down here physically prepared. Physically, first we need to come spiritually prepared, but we need to come physically prepared. Now, again, if y'all get mad at me, please get mad at the preacher. He's the one let me come, all right? He didn't know everything I was going to say, but, but I'm going to say it and then let him deal with the consequences I'm leaving, Amen. First, do this. Be prepared physically to take notes. Our memory's about this long. Amen. You can walk out the door, and 10 minutes after you've left, you cannot tell me what he preached. That's just the way of life, folks. That's, that's the reality of our memory. And so come down here prepared to physically take notes. Get you, get you a pen and some paper and write things down. So there'd be a help to you. Do this. Do away with distractions. And I, I have, now, y'all aren't going to like all of these, but here we go. Turn off the electronic devices, amen. If your phone goes off during church, shame on you. Every one of you should have said amen right there. The best thing to do is not even bring it. Leave the thing at home. Isn't it amazing how much? I mean, I grew up without one. We, we, we left our phone at the house on the wall. They did not make cords that long. And we, we came to church and didn't even need it, didn't have to check messages or text or anything. And we lived. And some of you can't even make it through church. I see you back there. 
caught me. <laughs> Quit that. Turn the things off. Or don't even bring them with you. Say amen right there. How about this? Ladies, put the babies in the nursery so they're not a distraction. The nursery workers are there prepared. They are good folks to help take care of your kids so that you can listen without being distracted. Say amen right there. And I promise they're going to take good care of them. If they don't, then pastor's going to make sure that that changes, that they do take good care of them. He's got babies in there, and he expects those ladies to take good care of his babies. Amen. And so put the babies in the nursery. Amen. How about this? <laughs> you are going to like this. Save the prime seats for the visitors. That's for you in the back. Learn to sit down front. The preacher wore deodorant and he put on foo-foo juice. He brushed his teeth. Amen. Why do you... Save the prime seats for the visitors. Get down front where the spigot is. Amen. Do away with distractions. Listen, when you sit in the back, everything that happens distracts you. Man, I, I tell my wife, we are sitting down front because I do not want to be distracted by, y'all like this. I, well, I, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Little Johnny has to go. Man, take them before church. We're having <laughs> Yeah, that's distracting. The preacher's up here. He's trying to get the mind of God and there's a parade going out the back door to the bathroom. Cut it out. Man, I, I mean, listen, I grew up in church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. For 18 years, I could not go to the bathroom. And if I can hold it that long, amen, you can too. Parents do this, either have your kids sit in front of you where you can watch them, or better yet, sit with you. I know your kids would never pass notes or be distracting or play during church. Amen. Y'all look like y'all are not having so much fun right now. <laughs> I, really, I, I'm just trying to, don't we want to get the most out of the message? And if we're going to get the most out of the message, if it's going to profit us, just some simple practical things that you can do to make sure that the preaching profits you. Amen? Uh, how about this? Do this. Come expecting to hear from God. Titus 1.3 says this, he manifests his word through preaching. So if he's going to open his word, if he's going to reveal it during the preaching, then man, we need to do away with all the distractions so that we can clearly hear and understand what God's saying. How, how many of y'all find this, that you 
There's much of the Bible you don't understand. Yeah, me too. My hand's up, preacher. Amen. And, and if God's going to open it up during preaching, then you know what? I, I want to get as much of it as I can because I still don't know most of it. I, I'm just being honest with you. I, I've only been saved 42 years, Brother Mike, and that's, that's not much. Amen. So, so do this. Come expecting to hear from God. Do, do, turn back to Philippians 1 and 2, if you would. Because, see, sometimes th we get to thinking this, that, you know what, I, I, I'm hearing the message, but I don't really know if it's for me. Can I say this? Believe that God has a personal message for you. See, two, two verses here. Philippians 1, 6. Look at this. Being confident of this very thing. Now, look, look what he says. Being confident of this very thing. That he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it. Can I say, God is still working on you whether you see it or not. You're expecting big things. God's just working in little ways. You and I, how, how many of y'all like surgery? How many of y'all have had surgery and liked it? <laughs> see, see, you know what? Surgery ain't fun. And when it's a major surgery, it hurts. So you know what? God tries to just work in little ways. And he brings about big things. See? You don't want to work, you don't want him to have to work in big ways. Because then usually it hurts really, really bad. And, and normally when he has to do that, you've messed up really, really bad. Don't make him do that. Let him work in little ways to bring you to where he wants you to be. Uh, verse uh, 13 in chapter 2. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. See, God's working in Do this, man. Expect to hear from God and know that he is working in you to bring about his will. Amen? Uh, man, we live by faith. And we have to just believe God cares about me and he is working on me. He is the message that is going to be preached this morning. There's something for me in there. Why? Because God is working. I can be confident of this. He's working on me. And he cares about me. And so there is something in there for me. God, what is it? It might be part of that hidden mystery. You know, we really... We expect gold nuggets just to be laying on the ground. Sometimes you've got to go dig it out. We don't like digging it out. God's got some good things for you, but you, sometimes you're going to have to work at it and dig at it. Amen. Now, let me, let me close with this because it's, it's time to quit. Do this. Keep a te teachable spirit. But then this, respond to the message. 
respond to the message. What, what do you mean, preacher? Well, this is what I mean. Don't let it be a one-sided conversation. When, when God speaks to you, oh, look out. I'm going to fall down, preacher. See, <laughs> see yeah. <laughs> see, we, we call this an altar nowadays. It's steps that young people use, amen, that old people trip over. But uh, see, when God speaks to you, come down here and talk back to him. See, where I come from, here, come help me for a second, preacher. Y'all forgive me. I know it's your pastor, but I'm going to use him anyway. Turn around and watch back here. See, when, when somebody spoke to me as a child and I did not speak back, this what happened. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Mom and dad expected me to speak back. You don't let somebody talk to you and you not speak back. That's rude. Bam. Why are you letting God speak to you and you do not talk back to him? By the way, part of the problem in America is this. We quit using the altar. We think we can use the pew like the altar. See, the altar is a place of sacrifice. It's a place of death. It's a place of commitment. You cannot do business back there like you can down here. You're welcome. Amen. And that's part of the reason we're not having revival in America. Because we quit using down here. Thinking it's all right back there. No, it's not. And I remember growing up and there being tears in the altar. Being cigarette packs laying on the altar. Being commitments made down here. Sometimes renewed commitments made. God, I blew it. Please forgive me. Help me to renew this vow. But we let God speak to us and we just stand there and don't talk back to him. And then I'd ask this, well, he, he didn't speak to me. I'd run down here then and ask him why. God, is there something in between me and you that I can't hear from you? Or that you didn't speak to me? God, what's the problem? See, if he's not speaking to you, there's a problem. And he's not the problem. I don't know about you, brother, I want revival. I want to be close to God. And I have a problem with sin. And I know if God doesn't speak to me, I'm the problem. And if he does speak to me, I better get down here and talk to him about it. Now, listen, I want to be honest. I don't think you need to come to the altar as a, just a mechanical thing. No. But I do believe we ought to spend some time down here often saying to God, God, I heard what you said. 
and I'm guilty and I'm sorry. Please forgive me. God help me. Sometimes I do need to get him involved. Because let's be honest, we all need to be accountable. He's not here to hurt you nor embarrass you. He's not here to expose you to everybody else. He is here as a shepherd to help you with your life. Learn to use him. Don't be afraid of him. Let him help you. But sometimes, just you and him down here can take care of the problem. Learn to respond. If you're going to get the most out of the message, you're going to have to learn to respond. Father, please take this Sunday school lesson. I pray as a help. God, please, we need you in a desperate way. Our nation's in trouble. This world's in trouble. Lord, we need to hear from heaven. Help us today now as we go into the preaching hour. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.